I'm Amanda. And I'm Mike. And this, this is Saturday, Saturday Morning, Morning Cereal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Cereal. I'm Amanda, here with Mike, and today is very exciting. We're going to just sit down and chat and just discuss all things and everything Pokemon. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because Ash Ketchum is leaving the whole entire series, and it's bittersweet. What do you think of it, Mike? I think it's a long time overdue. I mean, how long can this 10-year-old stay 10, and how many times does he have to either win or lose a championship? I think it's great to move on from the character. I agree. But yet, also, I always counted on Pokemon and, like, Ash and... The, you know, all of the characters just being there forever. And yeah, like, it's just kind of crazy how now the n- new generation is from the new game that just came out, Scarlet and Violet. And I-, I think Scarlet and Violet is just unique in itself because it's in a different territory called Paldea. And it's like a whole different, I would say like a concept from going out and battling, um, like gyms and I mean don't get me wrong there are gyms there's a Pokemon League but you're also going to school too and that's something that the Pokemon anime hasn't really dived into is like education and stuff like that I think the Pokemon anime I think Ash went to a school in Aloha I think during Sun and Moon he went to school yeah he did yeah, so that was interesting, because um, Sun and Moon, like, totally took the anime in a different direction, in my opinion. You know, he went to school, you know, it was a different region, different characters. It was, like, a different vibe, I feel like, for Ash. And I think it just, and then Journeys came after Sun and Moon, and Go was introduced. And I unfortunately, um, Go isn't a very popular character in the anime. I, I see online, like, mm, people don't like Go. And honestly, I was not a fan of Journeys. What were, I mean, I know you only watched a few episodes, Mike, but what did you think of Journeys, like, overall? I think it was the best concept for a Pokemon series that has been executed. I think staying in one region for too long can become stale, and they have to keep on waiting for these new games to come out. Mm-hmm. I think if the Pokemon series had kept the Journeys style of, you know, he can go anywhere in the world, he can catch any Pokemon, he can battle anyone in the world and, and have that tournament. I think I think the show could have lasted a lot longer, but I can understand why they're going to end it so soon. Yeah, it was like a whole different thing, but they're plopping in Ash, who already has like a very overdue, um, I would say like presence in the franchise. So yeah, it'll be interesting. So some history here of my love for Pokemon. So Pokemon came out like around what, 1995 in Japan, um, introduced the card game and the anime and it just blew up in Japan. And then it came over here to America. And I, my earliest memory of Pokemon was I think like 1997, 1998, like around there. And my brother actually had it on at my grandma's house. It was on Kids WB, and I was like, oh, this is like the Pokemon that everybody's talking about, right? 
So I remember going home and I had a dream about Pokemon and like Team Rocket was in there and stuff. And like the next morning I woke up and I just really wanted to watch Pokemon. And I did. And I fell in completely in love with it. And I am, you know, in my 30s now and I'm still obsessed with Pokemon. I have like a Team Rocket background and stuff. But, you know, eight-year-old Amanda would wake up early on a weekday before school and I would watch the Pokemon, the new anime episode of the day, week, I don't remember. And then, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, Mike, the Kids WB, like, commercials um, would, like, take Batman and Pokemon and Animaniacs and, like, mash it into, like, this advertisement. It was fun. Um, kids these days won't even know what that is. But, you know, it was just, I w- you know, I was completely overtaken by Pokemon. And then I remember going to visit my cousin in Iowa and we bought the card game and I know my dad is kicking himself right now because those first edition like booster packs and then like the jungle set and the fossil set those are worth so much money now unopened it's ridiculous and I know my dad is like oh I should have just stored one aside but you know I you know I was totally obsessed with the card game and then the video games came out so I got a Game Boy Color for my birthday it was like the best birthday present I ever got And I remember I played, was it, yeah, it was Pokemon Blue was my first game. And then my sister had Pokemon Red, my brother had Pokemon Yellow. So it was, it was cool because us siblings, we could, you know, trade Pokemon back and forth. And then I remember I got Pokemon Gold for Christmas and then Pokemon Crystal as well. And then it was just like, I don't know, it it, it might, you know, it's like a skill we never thought we needed is battling Pokemon and like learning how to, you know, like... Um, water is strong against fire and, you know, dark is strong against ghost type. (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those skills that, you know, it's very unnecessary in your everyday life, but then you pick up these Pokemon games, you know, old or new, and you just, you know how to play it. It's great. Mike, what was your history of Pokemon? Oh, goodness. So I was a subscriber to this magazine back in the day called Nintendo Power. And Nintendo Power was the official magazine of Nintendo, so they would send out issues all the time, previewing new games and everything, and one time, they sent a magazine out with a VHS tape. So, you know, I popped this VHS tape into my VCR, such retro terms here, and there was a whole, like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11 minute preview of Pokemon, and they were just interviewing this, this character who was... Ants, Ash. Uh, <laughs> um, Ash's aunt. aunt Ash's aunt. Yeah. And um, she was like, Pokemon's coming. You gotta be ready for Pokemon. They just showed that clips from the anime. And they showed, you know, uh, Ash catching Pidgeotto and Caterpie. And they showed the games. And they showed the cards. And it was just like, Pokemon is coming. So, of course, it must have been for Christmas or for my birthday. I got Pokemon Blue, and then a couple days later, I went to a sleepover at a friend's house, and I couldn't wait to tell everyone about Pokemon, but the thing was, when I got there, Pokemon was already there. Everyone was talking about it. I was old news. Like, everyone was playing the game, and it was just, the the craze had, had started. So, I owe Pokemon so much as an artist because when I was younger I would I would get my dad to draw B 
video game covers for me. I just sit and watch him draw. So when the Pokemon games came out, uh, I fell in love with the characters, and it's just such... For me, it's a master class in kind of like world building and like character design. Because a Pokemon is exclusively a Pokemon. You can't, you can't mistake it for anything else. So when these came out, I would start drawing them all the time. And eventually, like, I was that little boy and sitting alone in class drawing Pokemon between classes. And people would come up to me and be like, hey, Mike, can you draw me this? this Gyarados, or you can draw me Scyther, or, or Jolteon, or Pikachu, and I would just draw these Pokemon characters for my classmates. That's so cool. Uh, we would play the video game during recess, and then, of course, Pokemon cars got banned at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had a really rough, I, I had a really bad trade experience one time with my Pokemon cards, and that was the first time I ever did it, and I'll never do it again. So, yeah. I mean, I got robbed of my all my good Pokemon cards when I was young. I and I don't know. I think I might have mentioned it on here, but yeah, I got my neighbor and his friend. One of them like stole all my cards when I turned my back. All my good ones. So all my good ones are gone. <laughs> it sucks, but you know, it was just one of those things too, where like it still pisses me off up to this day. Like, how dare you take my Pokemon cards? Because now, um, the like I said, the first generation games or the cards are like so much money. <laughs> Even like Charmander is worth some money. It's ridiculous. So yeah, and then there was the Pokey Mania of like what nineteen ninety nine two thousands. And guys, you can watch um, some people like do God's work <laughs> on YouTube, and they like post all these old um, videos of, like, the commercials, of news broadcasts. There's even Pokemon Live that came out in 2000, and I remember I was, like, wanting so bad to go see it, but it never came in our area, but, um, as, like, time came around, like, I got older, I was researching into Pokemon Live, and they opened in, um, Radio City in New York, and there's, like, so, there's, like, a couple people that are now big stars, like Dominic Nolte, Nolfi, Nolfi, I think his name is, he starred in Jersey Boys, and he's like a big Broadway actor. Andrew Rannells, he played James. I love him. He's like one of my favorites. He's a Broadway actor, and he's also an actor. He's in Girls, um, and he pops up in just random shows and movies, so he's great. Um, And then I actually, um, I had a really big Wicked phase in high school, and I... You know, I live in the Chicagoland area, so I would go see it in Chicago. And the Elphaba, um, the actress I played, Elphaba, her name was Dee Rossioli. She played um, Ash's mom in Pokemon Live. And I got some insight on that show as well. And it's just like one of those things where they all, it was like the first show, they wanted to make some money to get their foot in the door of the community. And it's like, it's understandable, you know, and it's like probably looking back on it, they're embarrassed as hell. I know, I think Andrew Rannells is, but... Um, you know, it, it served the little kids and as an eight year old, nine year old, I would have been thrilled to go see that. So, you know, you gotta take it for what it was. <laughs> so I'm going to start on my favorite anime characters, like the human characters, and then my favorite Pokemon. So I would say my favorite character from the anime is James. I love Team Rocket. Like Team Rocket it was like my first favorite 
character, like my first favorite characters, my first OTP, like my first everything. And I just, I owe them so much because, you know, they were like, Pokemon is still my comfort. And every time they would come on the TV, I would just light up. And I still do because they're funny and they're relatable, especially as an adult now. There's a really good episode and it's called The Do's and Don'ts. I think it's um, season five, but oh my God, it's so relatable with like your like jobs and stuff. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just, I love James just because he's, you know, he's goofy, but yet he's real and he's vulnerable. Um, and he's a really good compliment to Jesse, who's very, um, <laughs> she's very hard ass, <laughs> basically. Um, so, I mean, I love Jesse, I love James, I love Meowth, and I love Wobbuffet, um, but James is probably my favorite out of all of them. Um, <clears throat> and I do love Brock. Brock is really fun, too, just because he just has these quips. He's like the dad of the trio. Um, you know, I, and, and we love Eric Stewart, as, you know, his voice acting, because Eric Stewart also butch, voices Butch, um, the other Team Rocket, Cassidy and Butch, and his range is so great, like going from James to Brock to Butch and um but we just we love all the voice actors um just shouting that out is uh, Veronica Taylor we met her um at Indiana Comic-Con and she was the sweetest she we were dressed as Jesse and James and she loved us she even took a picture of us on her phone <laughs> she was just such a sweetheart and we're dying to meet um Rachel Lillis and Eric Stewart one day so but anyway going back to the characters yeah I think like James is hands on my favorite Team Rocket and then my favorite Pokemon is Squirtle I just love the Squirtle squad that was you know my that was probably the hook for me was the Squirtle squad episode just because like I don't know it's just these little turtles and they're just these like little badass like gangster turtles <laughs> And then, like, Squirtle takes off his sunglasses at the end, and he's just this little, like, cute, squishy Pokemon. <laughs> but he's so great. He's so strong and, you know, so loyal. But he's also... I remember that episode, the Island of the Giant Pokemon. And, like, Bulbasaur, he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But Squirtle's just like, yo, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> we gotta do this. <laughs> and then he, you know, he respects Pikachu. Because, you know, Pikachu is always in first command, but Squirtle is, you know, probably second. No, Squirtle has leadership experience. Squirtle was oh, part yeah. of the Squirtle squad. Yeah. He, he's the leader of that group, okay? Yeah. Pikachu is just a sidekick to Ash. Squirtle is his own standalone character before Pikachu came along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love Squirtle. Um, I love Score Bunny, um, you know, because it's a bunny. and But it was just, like, cool, though, too. For the first time, I started Pokemon Sword and Shield with a fire type. I always start with a water type, but um, Sword and Shield was like the first time I started with a fire type. So, and I really liked um, my family, a couple members, like my brother, he used to play soccer and he played soccer a lot and we would go to his games and stuff. So like, we're kind of a soccer family and just the moves he has like pyro ball was like so cool because it just reminded me so much of a soccer player. So that was fun. Score Bunny, Cinderace, they're fun. Um, and then I really like Shellos <laughs> for no reason, just because it's cute. <laughs> Who are your favorites, Mike? Uh, well, starting with the anime, I gotta say, I, I really do like Ash. I feel like there's a sort of a lovable loser aspect to him that I really appreciate, because I know a lot of Pokemon players who've been playing the game for like 20 years, but they still don't know their type matchups. Me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
I just and wing it. I think it's great that we finally got to see him kind of evolve and grow into a champion over the course of the series, even though I haven't seen every episode. I I know he becomes champion, and that's great. Um, of course, I always had a crush on Misty, so I like Misty. Uh, Team Rocket, I, you know, I wasn't as crazy about them as Amanda, but I appreciate their humor as an adult now. Um, gosh, my favorite Pokemon, I've got, a, I've got a list. Yeah, you do. So obviously, just for like design purposes, like I really do enjoy Jolteon as like my favorite design. And I like Jolteon, I like electric types, I like fast Pokemon like that, dog-like Pokemon, so Jolteon is great. I really do have a soft spot for Squirtle, as he was my first Pokemon, and what boy in the 90s didn't love Turtles, you know, <laughs> Squirtle, Ninja Turtles, oh man, um, Don Fan is another favorite, I love elephants, I love the fact that you can roll into a ball and like crush things, I like Lantern and Mantike, um, Greninja, Greninja is one of my favorites, like, you I love mean, that Greninja. I, I think I did a whole school project on dark frogs, so I just love dark <laughs> frogs. I love ninja look. It, it all came together so well. He was, he was one of my main characters I played in Super Smash Brothers. So uh, as soon as he becomes available in Scarlet and Violet, I'm definitely going to get a shiny Greninja. I think I speak for everybody, though, that Charizard is everybody's favorite, like naturally. Charizard or Mewtwo? Yeah, I don't like Mewtwo. I never really did. I mean, don't get me wrong, and this is something, too, um, we'll just, you know, turn the page here, was, like, the adult aspect of the Pokemon craze, like, our parents, and how, like, my mom didn't get it, but she supported it. My dad really got into the cards. Like, he would, you know, bless my parents' hearts. They would buy us the cards, you know, especially if we were good. And then my dad would watch us open the cards. And, you know, if we got a holographic, he'd be like, yes, you know, like, or, you know, he'd be like, all right, let's open up those holographics, <laughs> you know. Um, it was, I think they just had a good time watching their kids enjoy something like Pokemon, um, even though it probably was not friendly on their wallets. And, you know, up to this day, I still appreciate them, you know, working hard and, you know, getting my brother and sister and I you know, the Pokemon stuff we wanted. And, um, but I just remember the first movie they took us into the movie theater. And my dad says up to this day, he's like, I had no idea what the heck, because they never sat down really and watched the anime with us. Like they would pass, you know, through, you know, the room or whatever. And, you know, oh, you know, you're watching Pokemon. And, you know, even my grandma, my 88 year old grandma, she, when she sees Pikachu, like, I mean, I don't think she knows Pikachu anymore, but she knows it's Pokemon. <laughs> because my cousins, we were all crazy for it. Um, but my parents took us to the first movie, and my dad said that him and my mom looked at each other like, what the hell is this? Because the first thing that I felt like they introduced, because obviously the movies, parents have to take their kids to the movies. Like, these small children can't go to the movies themselves, right? These eight-year-olds. Um, I just think it's funny how they start the movie with the Pikachu's vacation when it's just the Pokemon just going, Pika, Pika, Squirtle, Squirtle, blah, 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 like, you know, overcoming obstacles, but they're just talking in their, you know, Pokemon language. And my parents were so confused because they thought that was the movie. 
They probably thought it was like a secret language that we understood and they didn't. They were yeah. probably like terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like kind of my parents' like foot in the door with Pokemon. And, um, but yeah, my, you know, my mom, she supported Pokemon, but she wasn't like, but my dad, he really, I think, just enjoyed watching us um, open the card packs. Um, and then up to this day now, like, I mean, I still love Pokemon. My sister still talks about Pokemon and my parents know Pokemon and we've introduced Pokemon to my nephew and he loves it. He loves Score Bunny and Pikachu. You ask him, like, where's your Score Bunny? He'll go to his toy box and he'll pick up Score Bunny. He loves, like, Pokemon has nursery rhymes on YouTube and it's great for small children. Also on YouTube is that introduction video that Mike said he got in the mail. So that's funny. <laughs> It's so cheesy, too. <laughs> Mike, what about your parents? Like, how are they, like, how did they receive Pokemon? And then, like, I know your, you know, your siblings weren't into it as much. Well, I'm the youngest sibling, so I didn't have uh, sisters around that age that would have gotten into it with me. They were all about, you know, boy bands at that stage. In sync. Um, and then my parents, you know, they, they couldn't understand anything I would watch, but... My dad and I would, would sometimes on Sundays when he was off, we would take a bike ride to the local card shop in town, and we would get uh, Pokemon cards. So I remember vividly, you know, getting on my bike, riding down in that card shop, and getting cards. And then I remember one time my dad actually came home and he brought a booster box, you know, the 36 booster boxes, because, you know, there's like a one in like two chance that Charizard was in there. That so Charizard. We, uh, we, we took a whole night, we, we opened up all of them, and we were sorting through the cards, and we never got a Charizard. But on that Christmas morning, though, <laughs> Santa came, and he delivered a Charizard for me, and I'm always thankful for my dad for, you know, putting up with that craze and, and supporting my interests and, and picking up that card for me, because I love, I still will occasionally look at my Pokemon cards, for nostalgic purposes and, and it'll just remind me of the time me and my dad spent together so you know and that's just what's so great about this whole thing is we have those memories of you know our parents and, and it doesn't matter like where you were like we had um my grandpa i would mow lawn for my grandparents and he would pay me in pokemon cards and my cousin was part of a card league i don't remember what those were really called but she was part of a card league so we would go there, it was just at a card shop, and, you know, he'd pick up some cards for me. And he got me this um, Team Rocket James booster box, like this little booster box. And I still kept the packaging up to this day because it was just something special because, you know, even my grandpa just, you know, supported my interest in that. And, you know, he's long gone now, and I look at that, and it just reminds me of that special moment. It doesn't necessarily remind me of you know, pulling the cards or anything. It just reminds me of going with my grandpa, you know, and hanging out with him. So like you said with your dad, like it just, you know, creates those memories. And recently you and I fell in love with the Astral Radiance. You fell in love with them. I fell in love with the Astral Radiance. My wallet did not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, but I, I started collecting a um, couple of the newer cards again. And Mike, you were like, you know what, we should just go ahead and just finished the collection we so gotta catch them all Amanda. yeah so you bought me two booster boxes for my birthday and i'm telling you we had the most magical millennial night ever 
We sat down. We had Harry Potter, actually, out of all movies, playing in the background. And we just, all night, for two nights in a row, we just opened all these Pokemon cards. And we're almost done with the collection. Like, we've been kind of picking at, you know, the ones we still need and whatever. But, again, we have that memory of just sitting down and opening these cards and just genuinely having a great night. So it's just the memories they create, too. It's just fantastic. So we're going to talk about the games here, though. Like, so red, blue, and yellow were the first ones to hit the United States. I believe there was green in Japan, right? Yes, green in Japan. Yeah. So I have to say, like, us conquering those games as children, like, we were crazy good. Because as an adult, those are hard as hell now. (laughs) I'm struggling playing Pokemon Yellow at the moment on my DS. Um, But again, like, it was just such a craze. I I can't even explain it with those games. Like, they made Game Boys pertaining to the games. They made, like, these jelly link cables to trade your Pokemon. Um, The worm lights, because you couldn't see in the dark with the Game Boys, right? Um, But yeah, like, the games, like... (sighs) My childhood, like, I feel like my parents, I don't remember too much about it, but I think my parents had to pry me away from the Game Boy to do homework, because those games were my life. Um, And then, like, uh, Silver and Gold came out, and then Crystal came out, and it was just, you know, the, the games just keep evolving over time, and it's 2022, 25 years later, that they're still making these games, although they're different storylines, and they're, they like, introduce different elements to the game each time. So, my favorite game, I I don't know. I think I I still hold correct, and I'm just going to plug in my Pokemon socials. Yes, I have Pokemon social media accounts. Um, I'm on Twitch, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on TikTok, at Pokemanda98. And I go on Twitch, and I play games, um, that all the games that are Pokemon. And my favorite, and I say it on there, is Sword and Shield, just because of the um, colors... It's just very well, um, just very well made. Like, the colors are crisp. The detail in the game is fantastic. Um, And, you know, Scarlet and Violet, it took me a while to grow into it. And that's the new game that just came out. Um, I think it's pretty as well. Very glitchy, though. Um, But as far as, like, storyline goes, Arceus that came out last year is probably my favorite story arc, um, story of the characters like are great in that game um the only thing i have beef about in that game is like the battle system but as far as like the characters and the story goes i love like the whole thing so yeah sword and shield visually my favorite story-wise arceus how about you uh i gotta go with pokemon scrot and violet as far as um story goes. I think Arvin was a great character. Mm-hmm. Someone who started off as, like, a rival, but then evolved into, like, you know, a great psychic character with his own motivation that really pulled up your heartstrings. I really enjoyed the open world concept being fully realized, even if it was kind of glitchy. And by kind of, I mean really, <laughs> really, really, really glitchy. You find your Pokemon, like, in a rock. <laughs> you find your Pokemon in a rock, or they'll, they'll fall off cliffs occasionally. <laughs> Or sometimes the the Pokemon will just turn gigantic and then the rig will step out of the Pokemon and start spinning and twisting. Uh, The games will crash sometimes. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, I really enjoyed 
the, the, the designs for the Pokemon in the last couple generations have been really strong since really Sun and Moon, so I, I don't have any complaints about that. Uh, visually, I gotta say, I do enjoy Sword and Shield as well. I really do like that subtle shaded look that those games have. I enjoy that crisp outline that they have, the models as well. Um, and then as far as like a 2D game goes, I just recently played Pokemon Black. <clears throat> I rented that from the library, and those 2D visuals, they, they look great. I mean, the, the aesthetics of the game, they look, looks good. The, the sprites are great. The storyline was, was strong. Um, the addition and then, then the bigger Pokedex outside of Unova was, was nice as well. So that was, that, that's a great game. Gotta say, I was not a fan of Diamond and Pearl, though. Yeah. The remakes, to be specific. Yeah. they It was like a jump back to what the games were, which, I mean, that's fine. Like, it's a great throwback. I mean, Let's Go Pikachu was great. It was fun. Um, and it called back to Pokemon Yellow. Um, but Diamond and Pearl is just kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as for me, like, the 2D goes, I really enjoy Pokemon Crystal, and I know... It's just kind of a redo of Pokemon Silver and Gold, but I think I just liked it for aesthetic reasons. And I loved Suicune. I don't know why, I just love the design of Suicune. Jumping around now to the anime. I mean, oh God, like, I can't pick a favorite generation because I just, I love these characters so much and they've evolved so much, but... Like, I just get these weird moments where I go off on a 90s thing. I'll listen to, like, 90s music. So I'll listen to, like, Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, Spice Girls. Like, all my 90s music I listen to. I would pop in, like, my CD and my little girly CD player as a child and then, like, also be watching Pokemon. And there's just times where I just, like, going back to the 90s because that was my childhood and it just comforts me. So, I mean, the first and second season of Pokemon are always going to be special to me. I will never get tired of watching each episode over and over and over again. Um, and I really did like um, the Johto and the, um, oh goodness, it was the Johto seasons like three, four, and five. I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed Advanced Battle as well, um, like with May and um, Max. Wasn't a fan of, like, things in between, and then I really did like Pokemon X, Y, and Z with Serena and Clement and Bonnie, um, and, and as far as the visuals go of the anime, that season was, or, like, I don't know if you would count it as, like, a season or, like, the X, Y, and Z series was so beautiful. Um, it, it just, like, was just, like, the game, kind of, too, like, very crisp, very colorful, um, the artwork was great. Um, Sun and Moon was okay, and I'm not a fan of Journeys. Um, I just, I didn't, and just something about the new art style in Sun and Moon and Journeys, I don't know. Like, I, I, there's times where I like it, but then there's times where I'm just like, I do miss the old character designs as well. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, talking about Pokemon Journeys and the character design, I... I appreciate it more because it's so much more a simplified style and when something is more simplified in animation it's easier to follow and it's easier to animate and so 
the battles in this new series are, are top-notch and they're great and the animators don't have to do all this time drawing, you know, designs and they can focus on movement. So yeah. you get better animation out of it. Uh, Story-wise, I really did enjoy um, what I saw of Diamond and Pearl. Oh. I mean, Ash had his, like, a really strong original bird, and he had Infernape, and he had um, Gliscor, and he had uh, Grizzle. He just had, like, really strong Pokemon in that season, and he, he went really far, and the writer's like, oh no, how do we how do we nerf this kid? He's getting too strong. <laughs> and they had him go up against, like, a Darkrai and a Latios or a Latia. And I think it was a great season. Um, probably my favorite story-wise. So, yeah, visually, I really enjoy the new season. And I story-wise, I really like um, Diamond and Pearl. And I haven't seen too much of X and Y outside of, like, the Greninja stuff. But Greninja... Such a cool concept, introducing that battle bond form. Yeah. Diamond and Pearl is great, too. And I particularly like the contest episodes where, um, like, Dawn was in Pokemon contest and Serena was in Pokemon contest. So I really enjoyed those episodes um, just because it was kind of a new and fresh idea other than watching Pokemon battles. So those are fun. Um, Yeah, just so much with the anime. And then, like, you know, you have your... I have the To Be a Master soundtrack... Because Pokemon music hits. Like, you know, I just, I love, like, I'll jam out to, like, the black or white um, opening. Or, like, Battle Frontier opening. Like, (laughs) those theme songs and just, you know, back in the 90s, they had a whole entire soundtrack of all um, the Pikachu's jukebox songs. Like, Double Trouble, Team Rocket, and, you know, My Best Friend. The Pokemon rap. The Poke rap. And, yeah, it's just... And then the first movie had a full out soundtrack with like hit artists like Britney Spears was on it in sync 98 degrees like I mean it was real like the music I have it on my iTunes like <laughs> Pokemon music is fantastic so um but just now tying this all together um currently in Japan they're starting to air it's 13 episodes, I believe, that is just kind of wrapping up Ash's journey in the anime series. So it's bittersweet, like I said before, um, but it is necessary because, especially Team Rocket, like they, you know, they don't know what to do with these characters. Right now, they have them like on some like safari mission in Paldea, looking at these different Pokemon. They're like one and a half minute things with them so you know they don't know what to do with some of these characters anymore and they have so many to work with right now um i think like ash is going to try to encounter the majority of his old teams um i think iris is going to show up serena's going to show up maybe dawn um i know misty they just aired a preview for misty obviously misty and brock but i'll be curious to see the ultimate send-off and I'll also be curious to see what they do with Pikachu. What do you think? Because I know one thing, sorry, Mike, one thing I've noticed is Scorbunny has particularly become the like a very popular Pokemon in the new generation today. Like my nephew, for example. Even even our nieces knew Scorbunny. They pointed him out. Yes. So, I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen like with the franchise and Pikachu and... Going forward. Um, well, I think Scorbunny, like all stars, I think he's going to get pushed to the side in 
as this new generation comes to unfold. Um, clearly, the obvious winner in the new generation of starter Pokemon is Prococo. So, people love their Fire-type Pokemon. So, um, what I would like to see, what I think is going to happen, is I think Ash is going to go, he's going to go revisit his old team, and he might get them together. He might, he might host his own type of tournament and have to defend his title as champion. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And what I would love, what would be really cool to me, is to see Ash grow up. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know, but I'm a, I'm a big Digimon fan. Uh, from back in the day, from from the 90s, and what the Digimon franchise did that Pokemon didn't do was they had their characters grow up, and they had eventually, like, the Digimon grow up, and the, the Digimon die, and the kids grow up, they get careers, mm -hmm. they become adults. Um, you know, I would love to see Ash possibly have a child, and for him to have his child go out on this Pokemon journey and bring them just wave goodbye and then possibly like in the very last moment Pikachu shows up and uh, he hands Pikachu to his child and the child starts their own journey because I can't imagine Nintendo, Game Freak, Pokemon Company, Creatures, I can't imagine them just saying oh you know what Pikachu is the most like iconic video game character in the world right now let's just let's just forget about him. I think I think Pikachu's legacy has to carry on into this new franchise however it goes forward and I think the best way to do that is to have Ash give his Pikachu to his his child to continue their to start their own Pokemon journey. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And Pikachu is like Mickey Mouse status anymore. Like you see Pikachu, you know it's Pokemon. Yes. Like like I said, my grandma, she sees Pikachu, she probably doesn't know who Pikachu like the name of Pikachu anymore. She just knows it's Pokemon. He's that one guy in the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. Um, and then it's interesting you say that about, too, like, Ash kind of handing off things to his child, because people are speculating these new characters, the one girl looks, like, kind of Ash a little bit. She's got this, like, green... I mean, this is pure speculation. This has not been confirmed. But, like, she kind of resembles Ash a little bit. So, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Who would he end up with, though? You know, that's a completely different podcast episode discussion. Yeah. You know, I don't really care for ships in the Pokemon universe. Yeah. You want to talk Avatar ships or Marvel ships. Yeah. Pokemon ships, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, I'll take anything. I know a lot of the girls crushed on Ash. Like, I know, like, Misty, obviously. She, Misty has her own, like, she's got, like, two songs, like, you know, crushing over Ash. And then Serena, too. She was, and I you know, I honestly think if he was going to end up with one of them, it'd be Serena because they have history. I don't know. A anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. So, oh gosh, it's just going to be different though for us that grew up with the franchise, but I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. It's going to be good. And I trust the Pokemon company and I, I, I um, very much believe in their decision to, you know, retire Ash. Ash isn't, like, going anywhere. He's not going to die, but, you know, he's just not going to be... What if he does die? No! <laughs> he did die during the first movie. He did. Remember, he was petrified in the cell, like, he was in the Chamber of Secrets or something. That was, like, one of... If you want to say, like, yeah, one of your most, like... Like, a movie moment in the 90s that, like, traumatized your childhood, those were one of your moments. Pikachu crying. Ugh. Yeah. And what about when he died in the, the Haunter and Gasling Gengar episode? Remember, he was a ghost for a second? I love Sabrina. She's, like, one of my favorite gym leaders, and I love that whole thing. Because, I mean, 
I'm weird, and I, you know, I like watching ghost stuff. And, no, and we know they're not going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, no. But, yeah, it's just, you know, I can't believe that Ash is leaving, but yet I can. Um, you know, and let us know what your thoughts are. And I want to know if you grew up with Pokemon like us. And to be honest, Pokemon's one of the things you and I bonded over when yeah. we met. Uh, a couple of our first dates were spent playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Like, we met in 2016, like, in the summer, right during the peak popularity of Pokemon Go. Yeah, it was, like, when it was released. And I remember <laughs> we went downtown, and I was playing Pokemon Go along Lake Michigan. And I was like, wow, there's water-type Pokemon that, you know, isn't in my small hometown. <laughs> so, definitely um, helped us build our relationship, just because it was a huge common interest we had. So, it was great. Pokemon is fantastic overall. So, you know, the future of the games, too, that's like another story because these games keep evolving and they keep introducing different elements like mass outbreaks and raid dens. And this new game particularly linked, I would say, Sword and Shield and Arceus with like the mass outbreaks. And, you know, so it's like kind of like um, ingesting what the old games had and then creating like a new, like, I don't know, storyline and, like, the fact that these kids are going to school, but you still have the, like, same elements from the old game. Like, what do you think, Mike? What, you know, what's the future like? You went to school. I was in the boys' room smoking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, no, I, I really enjoy, really do enjoy the, the new games, and I'm excited about the prospect of DLC coming out for the games, as we got historically with Sword and Shield. So mm -hmm. people are speculating that, if you go up to the northernmost part of the map in Paldea, you run into this mountain range, and then on the other side of the mountain is Kalos. Oh. So that would be super cool to go back to Kalos, because as we know, Pokemon does remake their games. So we just had a Diamond Pearl, so we are due for a black and white remake. And then after that, we'll eventually get a Kalos remake. So possibly... The Kalos remake could be in the DLC, or in the Paldea region, there could be an option to go to, like, Unova and do the Pokemon Black and White League. So, That'd be so cool. Uh, what, what would you like to do with the DLC, or would you just like to see them uh, just develop an entirely new game for a remake? I think the DLC would be sweet. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, just to go back, and, and, and the thing about that is, too, you can catch new Pokemon and you and I are trying to um, catch every Pokemon and, and their kinds their um, different forms and create a like a national living decks in Pokemon home so that would definitely help a lot too with that um yeah I didn't enjoy the DLCs in Sword and Shield um, just because you could catch more in new Pokemon add to your Pokedex but also just add to your collection in home so what do you think, like, the new games going forward are going to bring? Or do you think they're still going to have, like, the Pokemon League and all that, or...? Um, you know, when Sun and Moon came out, I realized how, like, how much I didn't need the gems. Mm -hmm. I understand the gems are very crucial in teaching Pokemon-type matchups, but as a seasoned player, I didn't feel a need for that lesson, you know, for the ninth time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in the future, I really do think, like, less gym battles would be cool. I really did enjoy the the Titan battles in this game. That was a lot of fun. I did not at all care for those Star Raid-based 
uh, star-based raids, Oh, though. yeah. No. Those were so awful. And what really stinks about this new game is the fact that, you know, Pokemon has a strict set of rules. And, you know, you do one turn, and the next player goes, this and that. But these raids and these Starmobile things, they do not play by this, the rules at all. They can just, like, rapidly heal themselves, they can throw up shields, they can neglect stat effects, status effects, and stat effects. Like, it's just not fair. Like, the, 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 the increase in difficulty between, like, the gym battles and the sort of star raid battles and the raids were was such... A, a steep slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated that so much. I, I think I battled that last one like four times. Yeah. I, I was think... like in tears. I was like, God, I can't beat this. <laughs> Even your, your beloved primate couldn't hold up. Yes. That was sad. And I speaking of primate, um, there's another evolved form. It's called Infernape in this new game. And I really enjoy Annihilate. when... Annihilate. Annihilate. I'm sorry. Annihilate. Infernape's the fire type monkey. But they're both monkeys. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy it when they add on an evolved form of an existing Pokemon. Especially like an old Pokemon like Primate. I really do like that. Or a different form some of something comes out. Like Wooper. There's a d- different form of Wooper in this game. So I really do enjoy that so like that's what i look forward to actually the most with the new game is like ooh, what kind of new forms of an existing pokemon are we gonna get <laughs> i love revisiting old pokemon and yeah. getting new forms of them like i love alone marowak and sans lash mm-hmm. and um who was in and who was an arcus the the, the basket legion was really cool. oh yeah yeah so i really do enjoy enjoy new forms and i really hope when the dlc comes out for scarlet and violet that we get some new forms mm-hmm. and we get some cool new paradox pokemon mm-hmm. how cool would that be yeah and all in all um just wrapping things up here pokemon is just it's that like if you grew up with it if you grew up in the fandom and you're an adult now and you know you still appreciate it you know what we're talking about it's just i'm not gonna say it's a way of life but it kind of is um, it definitely helps bring people together and it creates memories as well, especially, you know, us with our childhoods and, you know, our parents getting us the cards and stuff. So, yeah, again, let us know what you think of Ash leaving the anime and then what are your some earliest Pokemon memories? Like, we want to know. So, yeah. Um, oh, man. What did I... I I watched some crazy things this week. Um, I If you go on my Facebook or on our Facebook, Saturday Morning Serial podcast facebook group um i posted i watched the harry and megan documentary which you know as an american we don't know much about or i don't know much about the royal family so that was an eye-opener um i'm vanessa gillian um self-explanatory you know the unfortunate tragic death of vanessa just her family's point of view and it just shows like how strong a family bond and family love is um and that was really a really good documentary to watch. Um, and then I'm going to have Mike sit down and watch The Menu. I watched that the other night. Oh, my God. It was it was wild. It was like it was like a mystery. And then it's, there's a lot of humor in it. And, you know, and it's not what it sounds like. So that's definitely I recommend that, too. And I'll be curious to see your reaction to it, Mike. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys all have a great week. And we will talk to you guys next time.